everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Impossible Until Possible podcast. And today I've got a very, very interesting guest, Dave DeBow, who is going to help us find some money. And that is what he specializes in. And as I've always said, um, you can, it doesn't matter how much money you have in property, you will always run out of money. So you have to be sourcing the deals as well as sourcing the money. And if you're doing that hand in hand, then you're going to have a very lucrative career and you're never going to get stopped in your tracks. So Dave, uh, absolute pleasure to have you here all the way from Canada. Uh, how are you today? Fantastic, Ryan. Thanks for having me. And yeah, looking forward to talking about this because I know you've done some amazing things using other people's money to scale your portfolio. And like you said, this is the number one way to really get growth going. Yeah, for sure. And um, I think the banks are always a good you know, place for money, but it's always not as easy to just get a you know, applied. There's a lot of fees, especially with bridging. The they, they tend to want a big chunk down as well. So it's, you know, we really help people leverage their network to get the, that down payment funding, the renovation costs, in your case, you know, furnishing costs, those kind of things. We can get all that kind of money from other people. We don't need to use our own. Yeah, for sure. So I think at first, let's just uh, cover a bit of your background. So, you know, how did you end up in this space? And then maybe we can go into how to of, of, of what the, you know, the audience can actually do to put this into practice and start leveraging their network. Well, as you can tell by the lack of hair and the bit that I've got left, it's pretty gray. Uh, I've been been around for a while. I've been doing real estate since about 2001. I actually got started internationally. I know you've got a lot of properties internationally. I was living in Costa Rica at the time. I did a couple of what we would call pre-foreclosure deals. Um, I, I And then I packed up my Costa Rican family. I'd married a Costa Rican. We had two little kids and moved them back to Canada. And everybody's going, why the heck would you do that? Well, we did. <laughs> and I had to, <clears throat> excuse me, start all over again from scratch. So I'd been out of the country so long. I didn't, didn't have bad credit. I had zero credit. I hadn't been able to sell my business at Costa Rica, so I didn't have very much money. We moved, moved to a brand new town. I was pretty much unemployable because I've been self-employed for a long time. So you're too young to remember these things, Ryan, but there used to be these things called late night infomercials. And basically some slick guy would come on the TV and go, you too can get rich in real estate with little or no money down. I said, perfect. That's what I got, little or no money. So I got the course. Went to work, did uh, 18 creative deals in 18 months in, in the small town I live in, in, in Kamloops. That's what got me started. Uh, got out of that for a while, got into a different strategy that actually involved buying properties. And just like you alluded to, you know, pretty soon ran out of cash, ran out of credit, hit the wall. And that's when I started uh, delving into the whole world of raising capital. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I really sucked at the beginning of that. Um, did everything wrong, failed miserably, fell flat on my face, trying to do a lot of the stuff that the gurus were telling me to do. It was like, <clears throat> just find a good deal. The money will find you. So kind of like that secret woo-woo stuff didn't work for me. Uh, I'd also heard, you know, at the, at the time I was starting, I don't know, do you remember the, the movie, The Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah, it's a great movie. <laughs> yeah. So Leonardo DiCaprio made dialing for dollars, cold calling. He made that look like a lot of fun. And so I tried that, but I had no background really in sales or direct sales or anything like that. So as you can imagine, I failed miserably at doing that. And I, I tried the whole networking, schmoozing, all that kind of stuff. Bottom line, I was desperately chasing after investors and capital. And I was doing everything wrong because I had a deal on the go 
and I needed the money quickly. So I was scrambling around desperately chasing the money. It didn't work for me. I lost the deal. And then when the smoke cleared, I kind of sat back and said, there's got to be a better way to do this. Fortunately, I, I have a bit of a background in marketing. So I applied that and I said, hey, why don't I try some of this marketing stuff? And instead of always chasing after investors, why don't we use marketing to you know, try to get them to come to us already pre-educated, a little bit pre-motivated, maybe even pre-qualified to invest. So I came up with what I call my money partner formula, uh, raised millions of dollars for my own deals, but more importantly, uh, since then have, have helped other people literally raise hundreds of millions of dollars cumulatively for their deals as well. So that's, that's our main focus these days. Yeah, I know that, that's, um, you know, it's, it's fantastic. And I think, it, uh, you know, you do hear that and I, and I, I'm probably prone to saying it as well, you know, find, find a good deal and the money will find you, but it's not always the case. Um, you know, we've, um, I've actually just launched a, an element of the business where we're basically recruiting deal sources anywhere in the world. Uh, because we have the funds and I know that a big stumbling block for deal sources is one they don't that I get them across my desk all the time where they, they just don't make sense the numbers don't make sense so one is educating them how to actually find and analyze a proper deal that works for a short-term rental business but then the other element is you know and I see them pitching them in the whatsapp groups the facebook groups and all over the place and some of them are good deals but no one's biting to them and, and that's because most people don't actually have the capital to to get these deals, but um, we do. And we've also got investors. I've got my own money. I've got, you know, a lot of capital sat behind. So I'm like, well, how can I get this money deployed as quick as we possibly can? And, um, and, and that's why we're recruiting these deal sources. So, so we have the money for these people. Um, so it's, it's a great fit. And I think that's the main thing about this whole thing we're talking about is you've got to put two and two, you know, you've got to put it together. And if you don't put mm -hmm. it together, then the whole thing is, is, is pointless. But I, I do think also I say to my team, like, they always go, what's the budget? What have we got to work with this month? I'm like, just go out and source deals as though you've got like 10, 15 million in the bank account. Because that gives you the right confidence, gives you the attitude, it opens your, your, your birth. And I know when I was sort of, so I, I started on the whole buy, refurbish, uh, refinance strategy. You know, you buy them cheap, you do them up and then you flip them or um, you, you refinance them on yourself and get the money back out. Worked incredibly well for me, but you might leave, you know, 6,000 in, 5,000 in, 7,000 in, all of a sudden your pot's getting less and less and less and less, you know, as you know, right. as you said before. And then, and then it's a case of, oh, I'm not going to go on any viewings this week. So I've got no money or I, I, I've got to wait six months for that money to come back. So I might as well just wait a bit. And then you get off that momentum train and, um, you know, the whole thing kind of, kind of dies down. Cause once you're off real estate, you know, radars, they're onto somebody else who is buying regularly and who does want them. So, um, so yeah, so, so, so I, I did the same, you know, I had to reach out, uh, into various different pools of, you know, build that trust with people to try and find more money. And, um, and, and then, as you said earlier, which I really, I really, I'm glad you said that's not many people do is marketed ourselves to, to actually get people, get money to come to us, which, which is a lot mm -hmm. easier than I'm to do the whole prospecting thing. So what, uh, what do you think the, I, I don't know, maybe the top three or five key fundamentals are to you know, if you were sat down with someone right now, one of the listeners who's in that position, what would you be saying to them to go and find, say, 100,000 in the next week? Well, I would say you might not find the 100,000 the next week, but we can get started with that. And the big thing is, my opinion is, don't wait until you got the deal to start raising the capital. Get some of the capital, do both at the same time. But ideally, if I could wave the magic wand for people, they'd have a pool of capital available for them 
so they could go out and they could, you know, ha- legitimately have the confidence to close on those deals because they're not worried about the money. So the first step that we always do is we really, really laser focus at the beginning on your existing network of contacts. Who is that? Friends, family members, coworkers, business associates, you know them, they know you. And I'm not sure what the rules are in the UK, Ryan, but I'm pretty sure they're kind of similar to Canada and and, and the US of A, that it's actually, it, it can be illegal for us to go out as a mom and pop real estate investor and try to raise capital from the general public, right? So from, from strangers, that can potentially get you into some pretty uh, hot water with your securities commissions and that sort of thing. So you have to be a little bit careful about that. However, you're a lot safer. You're in a safe place if you're focusing on your network, people that you legitimately have a connection with. And what we find is typically there's somewhere between one and three million worth of funding available within your existing network. So let's, we got to figure out who's got it and how to get it. And not all of them are going to be ready to invest with you immediately. So we have to have a a short-term plan and a long-term plan, but it all starts with let's create a target group of potential investors, about 200 of them. They're not all going to invest with you. We just, let's start with a relatively large group there and then let's get the word out and let's educate them about what we're up to. And instead of chasing after them, trying to convince them to invest in our deals, let's create curiosity and get them to come to us asking about our deals. Because I know, I'm, I'm sure from your years and years of experience in sales, there's a huge difference between somebody coming in and kind of kicking the tires, looking around versus somebody who comes in, you've been recommended to them. They know exactly what they want and they, and, and they're keen to get it. So that's what we're trying to create here. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I talk a lot about, um, trust and building trust, whether it's, you know, building trust with guests or building trust with, you know, landlords or, you know, and, and investors is, is exactly the same as you say. And I think your friends and family, you, you would like to think are the people that will trust you the most right now before you then start, you know, trying to get a stranger to trust you. Uh, however, not always. Anyone that does know my story will know that my mum was actually the hardest one to crack. So, uh, of course she was, because she could re- she could remember all the dumbass stuff you did as a teenager. So yeah, she um, she was uh, you know all, the hardest one. My dad, uh, you know, fine. My my, my brother, uh, fine. You know, but my mum was very much like, yeah, I'm just gonna sit on the sidelines and watch this play out a bit longer. But then eventually, you know, she came knocking. Right, what can you do for me? Um, you know, can we? Can we retire me early? And um, and away we went with that one. But um, well, that that that's a great point, Ryan. Because again, your mom's a great example there. But just because we want them to invest right now doesn't mean they're ready, willing, or even able to invest right now. So that's the importance of that that keeping in touch, keeping top of mind with people, so that you're the one they think of when time and circumstances fit and and the stars align. And you're going to be the the guy or the gal they think about. Yeah, it's it's the whole follow up process, isn't it? And it's um, yeah. just in a different way, you know. As I said to to my guys uh, who are doing all the acquisition stuff, you know, they will buy eventually. Everybody buys eventually. It's just got to, as you say, the stars have got to line up. It's got to be the right time for them when they've probably ticked enough of those trust signals to say, "Yep, I definitely think this is the right idea." Yep, okay, I've now got the money. Yeah, okay, let's give this a whirl because my circumstances you know, permitted to do so. So I think, whereas a lot of people, they don't 
stay the course of the journey. You know, it's a case of, oh, well, they're not going to invest now. I'll forget about them. Oh, they're not going to invest now. I'll forget about them. You know, I, I basically have a, you know, I know who my investors are who've raised their hand already and sort of said, yeah, I'm keen on, let me send me more, whatever. That might have been, I might have been a, a, a black tie do and been speaking to somebody about what I do. And then they're like, oh, well, yeah, shoot me some stuff over at the end of it or whatever. I just constantly send them all the deals we get. Any stuff that I'm pitching out to investors, I send it to them all. And then, but I never sort of say, do you want it? Just basically, this is what I've got on the table right now. If you're interested, come back to me. And sure enough, one will pop back up six months later after probably ignoring all of your messages for the last six months saying, yeah, I'm going to have a look at this one, actually. I'm good to go now. And, um, you know, funny enough, I, I had a meeting with um, my accountant referred me and you know, talk about, you know, the referral game. So they yeah. referred me to a successful business owner, met him in Dubai last time I was out there, had a, had a couple of drinks with him. And, you know, sure enough, built that trust up with them. And now he wants to do some stuff because he hasn't got the property knowledge. He's done very well in business, but in another industry, got a bit of liquid right. capital, now wants to do something with property, needs someone he can trust, got referred to me, you know, and you're kind of just piecing those bits of the jigsaw together and, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll do something very soon on, on that investment front, which will benefit him and also benefit me, you know, and as long as yeah. he can win. That's well, we, we do it a little bit differently. I, I like what you're doing there. What what we do is a little bit different in that we've got that, that target group of potential investors. As you're out and about and you're meeting new people, you add people into that group. But then what we're trying to do is we're trying to shake that tree and get people to self-select and get the ones that are that are really keen to say, hey, Ryan, yeah, I'm interested. Tell me more about your deals. And then we walk them through a presentation explaining big level what it's all about. And then here's how I know somebody's really keen. If they sign off on an expression of interest, or you might call it a, a letter of intent, it's not legally binding, but they just sign their name on something, that the chance of that person actually committing and becoming an investor goes up exponentially. So my whole goal is to get as many of those expressions of interest signed off on as possible, because then when I do have that deal to go, instead of sending it out to everybody and anybody on the list, I send it out to that target group specifically. And it almost creates a little bit of a feeding frenzy because it's like, hey, we only need to raise whatever it is, let's say $400,000 here. But let's say you've got a million and a half worth of capital kind of spoken for, then it's kind of like, hey, first come, first serve. And the people that jump on it quickly, uh, you know, whoever comes after that, sorry, you missed out on this one, mm -hmm. you know, better luck next time type thing. So it, it it creates a little bit of demand there. So for the general list, we we communicate with them on a what I call an edutaining manner. So it's a little bit educational, a, hopefully a little bit entertaining so they don't mind getting your stuff. And the whole goal of, of our marketing is instead of trying to sell the deal, I'm just trying to sell them on the idea of a meeting to talk about it. So we create curiosity, you know, kind of dial in on their, on their desire to share in some profits, but we don't show them the whole thing. We have the one-on-one -on -one meeting, number one, to see if they're really serious, number two, to see if they're a good fit for us, and number three, if they are, to get them signed off on that expression of interest. So a little bit different there. Yeah, yeah. I think number two there that you said, you know, make sure they're a good fit is an important, important point because 
I have seen people in the past just basically taking money off anybody and getting into deals with people and they don't really know who they are, what their long-term plans are, you know, what they're going to be like if it goes wrong. And I think that that's a, a real key point there. And I, I quite see often on Facebook, hey, I'm looking to raise this money and I'll give you this in return. And so, well, you know, what if that person doesn't turn out to be the person that they say they are? Or what if it goes a bit nasty or it goes a bit wrong? And, you know, people are... I'm very, I'm very wary of people jumping into bed for the sake of getting some money rather than jumping into bed for, for the right reasons of, you know, longevity of, of, you know, most of, in fact, all of my investors have, since the day they started with me, are still with me. Because yeah, especially the way we do it on like a drip format where they're like, what's next? In fact, I played golf the other day with one of them and um, he was like, that deal's coming to an end soon, isn't it? And you'll be paying us back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else are we doing then? You know, it's like, what's next in the pipeline? And, nice. and if you treat them right, because they, they get so used to that that drip every month, you know, that it's, it becomes a, a new form of income for them. So then they yeah. don't want that to stop. You know, it's like them losing the job, isn't it? It's like, oh, got to replace that now. Got to go and find that to get that money working again. So um, it's, really, it's really important, I think, that you, as you say there, make sure that it's a good fit for both parties before engaging. Um, super, super point there. Yeah. So how um, I can see a few books on the shelf behind you, and uh, I know you've got a lot of stuff going on. So how can how can my audience reach out to you? Where can they find you? Where could they get some more information? Should they want to, you know, go down this this money formula and and, and take a bit more information from you? Oh, thanks, Ryan. So I'm really excited because I've just launched a brand new podcast. It's called the How to Raise Capital 101 Show. So you can find that anywhere that you're listening to this podcast. Uh, or you can go to the website, raisecapital101101show.com. And the first nine episodes of the show are kind of like a little mini course on my entire money partner formula, the short, sweet little episodes. So if you go there, you don't need to opt in or anything like that. You can get a big picture overview of this whole, what I call money partner formula. And the goal of this process is to help you raise uh, six figures in a matter of weeks and even seven figures in a matter of months by leveraging your existing network. Yeah, super. Thanks you very much for your time. I know you're a busy man and probably a bit, bit behind us on the time zone, but uh, I need to go and put the kids in the bath and the bed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, absolute pleasure, uh, Dave, as always, and hopefully I'll catch up with you soon. Sounds good. Thank you very much, Ryan. Take care.